Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? I'm recording uh, today in a uh, Angry Birds hat with the large pashmina shawl over my head, my face, opening the window right now. Just having a chill little Saturday recording session, coffee, water, right here. Um, I actually meant to bring some things up on the computer so I could refer to them, but I guess I'm not going to. Hello. Hello, 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 and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly, and I'm here to tell you uh, that I ain't going nowhere, but I'd love to. If you have a voucher for flights, I'd go. I'd take it. I'm feeling that Canadian winter burn that I've tried to avoid many a time in my life, and uh, it's not going well. You know, it's not easy to, to weather LOL. And uh, I hate it. I know I said it before, but it's like, I think I, I wanted to move because I just... Honestly, the city was really boring for a long time. It still teeters on that edge. But on top of that, the winters are just like dire. You know, winter, a winter night can be like the... And that cutest, nicest, coziest thing. And then you leave the house, the comfort of your bosom. And next thing you know, you're knee deep and feeling like you live in a void where nobody is present. And it's just you and your thoughts and your frosted eyebrows. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm just rocking with the solo episode today. About to go to work and uh, just uh, thought I'd squeeze something in. I wish I could stay and just talk for hours and hours about what? I don't know. Grifters? Am I a grifter? God, I'm wearing a hat and um, it's covered in schmutz, so I'm just going to... Um, kind of move it so that you don't see the schmutz on the camera. Yes, I'm recording this on camera. Feel free to follow me on the YouTube. And, uh, or not, if you don't want to see my face, which is like very weirdly lit right now on this anyway. But yeah, so, I don't know, I got grifters on the mind. Uh, woke up today to a couple of uh, interesting pieces of information. There was a story about, um, first I saw, maybe it was last night, Owen Benjamin, who I've mentioned on this podcast before, 
a comedian who is based out of L.A., has been on TV shows, podcasts, uh, had a regular show at the Hollywood Improv that he was doing every week, piano player, tall, and uh, he went like crazy, sort of anti-SJW, anti-left-wing people a few years back. Developed a cult following, moved to some remote wood area, and uh, immediately started claiming he was blacklisted, started bringing up Jews and gay people a lot, made friends with all the dorks of, uh, dorks of society, whether it was, uh, you know, the intellectual dark web, look it up embarrassing group of people and uh then alienated himself from those and then insults them all the time which is just turns on everybody and it's pretty fascinating to watch and he has this like cultish uh i mean i don't want to watch it i don't want to hate watch not hate watch i mean i don't want to be a train wreck gawker but i only gawk at like people who place themselves in public and our train wrecks. And frankly, I think I try to be that sometimes as well. Be honest and weird. And if it looks like a train wreck, it's a train wreck. And so I basically feel like I'm a train wreck watching train wrecks, which is, uh, I think, a hobby in parts of England. And uh, with Colin Benjamin, it just, every step of the way, he got crazier and crazier. And Sounded very sure of himself, even though he was, he became a flat earth denier, uh, you know, a proponent. He became a, uh, there's no moon, which is part of flat earth. Um, doesn't think dinosaurs existed. Doesn't think the atomic bomb was dropped. Um, Jews, very into the Jews, uh, anti-Jew stuff. And now I guess he's taken it to the point where he's, uh, Drinking turpentine every morning mixed with castor oil to, like, cure disease or something. So, as people are saying, he's literally getting his followers to drink turpentine. You know, so everyone who claimed it was a cult, it's looking, like, a tiny little bit closer to it. I mean, look, I'm not happy that any of this is happening. I just, in the modern age, I've never really seen anything like it. A comedian who who was on You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, uh, you know, four years, five years later, is streaming online about, you know, the same things every day. He's living off the grid to some... It's just, like, it doesn't make sense. Basically, uh... Online-operated cult is very interesting to me. Also, by the way, I have a couple of Q&A questions I'll get to in the next couple of days, hopefully. Uh, so if you've sent me some questions, I, I see you, and I'll, I'll answer your questions. They're good questions. Um, and if you want to send questions, weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, so that's Owen Benjamin from yesterday. But what's ironic is, you know, the more mainstream character... Uh, Jordan Peterson, who's in that same category, but again, much more mainstream. Both of these guys were like Joe Rogan 
regular guests, uh, you know, not like in the inner circle of his pals, but just people who he would have on a lot because he thought they were interesting thinkers. Uh, but now, you know, Owen Benjamin hates Joe Rogan because it turns out if you go on rants about Jewish, Jewish people and gay people, 90% of an audience will leave you and you'll have this core 10% of people who are uh, probably not amazing to hang around. But, um, yeah, Jordan Peterson, he said this thing, like he had an, an opiate, or not an opiate, yeah, kind of an anti-anxiety uh, rehab situation earlier last year, and his daughter posted a video about it. And then today, his daughter posted another video. And, uh, guys, sound, she said all this crazy stuff in it. The guys had, like, last year, he, they it just sounded really complicated. He's in a clinic in Russia being treated right now for benzo, uh, which is the sort of anti-anxiety drugs, um, benzodiazepam addiction. And uh, it's not, like, funny. You know, apparently this was after his wife was diagnosed with terminal cancer, which, by the way, my dad got cancer. It was, like, stage four, but... I wasn't running around calling it terminal cancer. You know what I mean? I don't want to go up to people and say, oh, my father was just diagnosed terminal cancer. I mean, you can do it. But it is important to <laughs> act like maybe it's not terminal. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I think you know what I mean. I'm not going to wander around and say, oh, I've got, it's terminal. We've all got terminal. Life is terminal, man. Anyway, his I shouldn't even his wife was diagnosed with cancer. Her mother, this woman, this woman Michaela Peterson, I want to make clear. So she's uh, the person who got this guy. If you don't know who Jordan Peterson is, he's very famous, so you probably do to some extent. He was like a flavor of the month. It's gonna that's what it's gonna wind up being. But he got famous for sort of denying that trans people he should use pronouns that people. Um, ask to use in order to address people. And then this got more and more famous, inspired a lot of other people to sort of agree with him because he's an intellectual and then sort of argue hard with trans people online, not really, you know, in a, in a manner that was denying who they were saying they were. And, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson was a catalyst for that. He was a lightning rod for that. He aided that happening and then you know he's also you know an intellectual professor of sorts so his lectures his thinking on our dependence on structure as a society postmodern neo-marxists which i heard him mention like i i saw one of his old lectures today it autoplayed after this video by his daughter and he talked about postmodern neo-Marxists. And I was like, oh my god, that is so 2010s. What are you talking about? It's 2020. Postmodern neo-Marxists? I don't think so. So, yeah. Mm. He uh, spouted gibberish. People got into it. And uh, and also he spouted like, self-help things that are, are useful. He's not a dumb guy. 
but he's clearly neurodiverse, much like myself and perhaps some of my listeners. Nobody really wanted to address that like there was this clear this kind of black and white mania to what he was doing. And then in the middle of his fame, his daughter starts going on about this bone broth diet and how it was so good for her. And he makes her like famous to advertise this diet. I don't think she's a doctor. And uh, now she's like the messenger for his health, which I always think is sketchy when someone has a health messenger, you know, like telling the public something about them, like, and choosing what to say. And she has a lot to say in this video. Uh, and it's all really weird because he doesn't want to be perceived or she, you know, his brand doesn't help if he's addicted to something because his whole thing is, you know, um, uh, handle your business before you go out into the world spouting off. And he's not handled his business very clearly. And uh, so his daughter had this bone broth diet and he went on Joe Rogan and was going on, went on this podcast, you know, started advertising how great the bone broth diet was for him. A year later, it sounds like everything collapsed. He had to go on this, take an anti-anxiety because of his wife's diagnosis, totally makes sense. Developed an addiction to it. Went to rehab, and now a year, eight months, whatever later, he, she makes this video saying all this stuff. Oh, he had an autoimmune reaction to food, and that caused a, some kind of thing that made him have to go on the anti-anxiety. And then she was like, he's not addicted. His body just developed a physical dependence. <laughs> Which to me, as a layperson wearing an angry bird's beanie slash toque and a Scottish shawl right now as I tell you this. To me, that sounds a lot like addiction. Physical dependency. Um, and then she's going on about how he's getting treated in Russia now after being misdiagnosed by three doctors in, in Canada, which for a person who is in a family of people who are thoughtful, seems like, I don't know, you could figure out your diagnosis and get it uh, sorted out in Canada, in my experience, you know, with a little bit of effort, which is hard to do if you're just a regular depressed person, but if you've got this family and whatever, it could be easier. But I guess it can't, too, you know. Who knows what's going on in that brain of him. And when the guy goes to Russia for treatment, they put him in a coma or something, and now he's on seizure medication and having trouble walking. I don't know how it got to this point, but it sounds to me like one of those things where, uh, and she's going on about how, you know, big pharma isn't part of Russia. You know, they're not beholden. And so in North America, the drugs, they give you drugs to counter the other drugs and this is not my experience in, in Canada. I think there is an overprescription problem in some regards, you know, but unfortunately right now, or fortunately, I'm, I'm on like three drugs and it's not the worst. They're interacting with each other fine. They're, I mean, except for the fact that I'm dressed like a lunatic right now and I won't lie, I'm wearing track pants. And I might be late for my job if I don't stop the podcast soon. But, and yet it's hard for me to resist. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, she's basically 
the you know like a 27 year old self-styled dietitian is editorializing about all of the problems that led to her father being in jail and there's you know there's no responsibility ta- being taken which is fine because if you're you have a family member diagnosed with a terminal disease honestly if you're prone to depression or things that's going to ruin you for a time most likely even with support but things goddamn mess i got nothing else to say i mean i'm just reading this and i'm like oh my god like i watch on cinema with uh, tim heidecker and greg turkington you should give it a look and there's all this stuff about a doctor who gives like the wrong advice and it really does sound like this is happening on multiple levels with this guy and uh Everyone's offering platitudes and believing what this person is saying. And I'm saying what what I've seen in this person is genera- generational abuse of a platform. Like this chi- <laughs> this woman, this, this chick's like trying to get the... On, and when he was going on Joe Rogan talking about the bone broth diet, he's saying he went off his antidepressants because he was on this cow bone water diet i don't think so homie is not playing that on the piano even if you request to hear it so j jbp you don't seem great i wish you well from one neurodiverse person to another i wish no ill will upon anyone but uh I mean, I struggle with the idea of expressing myself almost every day. I think it's so dumb that I try to. And yet there's so many people who just seem to do it willy-nilly. With great power comes great responsibility. And a webcam is power. And listeners are power. And honestly, I hope you're liking this. This is kind of like just a random ass news reaction. So I'm going to go. Kofi.com slash Nick Flanagan. It's ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Look into it. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flans. I'm not talking about much of this Jordan stuff. I'll probably talk about that. If I do talk about anything like this, it'll be on the podcast uh, Twitter. Which you can find too. Anyway, it's time for me to clean my body. So I'll see you later. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.